I don't like snack people. I mean, I hear lizard folk taste pretty good in a nice sauce. And it is like whack-a-mole. All of a sudden, here comes the next mole. And I am dead again. <laughs> I'm looking fantastic and also... I'm glorious. Chapter 91, Kitty Cat Whack-A-Mole. Okay, everybody. So, we haven't seen these characters in quite some time. And so, why don't we go around the table and tell everybody who we are. So, why don't you start us off, Drew? Uh, I am Crispin, the Paladin, Oath of the Ancients. Uh, Crispin is an older tabaxi with black hair. Um, when I say older, it's uh, apparent that he's uh, further along in his lifespan than some of the other party members. He has uh, flecks of gray hair through his black hair, so it kind of looks like uh, stars in a cloudy night sky. So he's gone from black Crispin to salt and pepper Crispin? Basically. Um, uh, kind of his more defining features is that uh, he has uh, his ears are torn. One ear has a torn of the st- or cut with a straight line down it. It kind of looks like it's giving the peace sign. And he has a L-shaped cut on the other ear that makes it flop forward, kind of like a little puppy. Um, he wears very tarnished, almost looking like neglected, uh, I think it's half plate armor, or chain mail, which looks kind of funny because it looks like he doesn't care. Um, he's very apparently lazy. He likes to take his naps, or uh, when he's not doing that, he likes working on his uh, quarterstaff be- that he uses for his glaive because it's recording all the interesting events of his life on it as he carves them into him. Yeah, what all sorts of things does he have on that quarterstaff? Uh, more recently, he has, uh, with a uh, very nice de- detail, has uh, etched in a dragon for flying on the dragon recently, as well as a very weird globular creature with uh, tentacles. Uh, before that, it's a variety of things. Uh, an angry-looking human um, with a dagger. There is... Uh, little kittens chasing something and uh it just it, it, it bleeds one into another it's very interesting as you turn the, the pole to see the story unfold it's about about halfway carved at this point neat does he have that many lives left though who knows okay and bryce why don't you tell us who you have that was a high bar to set <laughs> <laughs> sorry you really should make me go last yeah. Um, so I'm playing Gray Fog, Tabaxi Rogue. Um, I don't have a great epic tale of a quarterstaff to tell. Well, what are you? What is Gray Fog? He's a Tabaxi Rogue, right? Yeah. What kind of what kind of a coat uh, color does he have, and all that stuff? 
It should be black. <laughs> it's not black. No, it's got to be brown, and he has brown eyes. Oh, so. <laughs> Actually, I think for a rogue, you should be a Russian blue and have that deep gray color so you can sneak in and out of the shadows. Yes. Blue I shadows. Tabaxi. Mm-hmm. Very good. And what kind of weapons do you usually wield? See, he uses um, two short swords when he needs to get up close and a hand crossbow from when he's far away. And he's very good at staying in the shadows. Excellent. Okay, and Matt, why don't you tell us who you're running? So I uh, was running uh, Moon Over Mountain, uh, formal tabaxi, but uh, a couple episodes ago, uh, poor Moon was slain. And so uh, through uh, the miracles of a druidic circle was resurrected, uh, this time as a mountain dwarf. So now it's Moon Under Mountain. (laughs) And... uh, so uh, Moon is a uh, cleric uh, uh, worshiping Sylvanus, and interestingly, as a Tabaxi, uh, Moon had was white with dark gray splotches, uh, something and a chipped fang. But during the translation of Resurrection, now Moon Undermountain has a gray beard streaked with white, uh, and a canine is still chipped, and for some reason, the eyes still have a yellowish hue. Interesting. And, and you have entered a really um, exclusive club there. Uh, the Druids have resurrected several tabaxi over time. So there are just a few, a handful, but a noticeable handful, a few, that uh, are not tabaxi running around the tabaxi homeland now. And uh, you guys are often called upon because you can wander into town and not you know, gather a whole bunch of attention because you're not a cat person. And what's interesting is obviously as a dwarf, there's, uh, you know, some of that blood is in there still a a little more of an affinity for, for the stone and, and the mountains, but I have absolutely none of those skills that one would have growing up in a clan. So, you know, give me a, a, a pick and a hammer and I'd be, what do I do with that? So it's kind of a torture. Yearning for the ocean, but you cannot swim. I mean, that's sort of what it's like. Want to cut rocks. <laughs> Maybe you can take a correspondence course or yes. something. Yeah. Okay, and Melanie, we haven't seen you in a while. Why don't you tell us uh, who you are running? I am playing Jade Claw, a ranger tabaxi. I have black fur and bright green eyes with shimmering blue specks when the light hits it right. Nice. And what do you usually use for your weapon? Um, a longbow. Yeah. And you are famed, actually, for that, that uh, long. In fact, you missed once in a battle a, a couple of uh, times ago, and everybody just kind of, their jaws dropped because that was the first time anybody could recall you missing with an arrow ever. Okay, and finally, Jesse, what kind of uh, tabaxi are you running? So um, I play Misty Fogg, who is a sorcerer of a draconic ancestry. Um, so... She's kind of a ginger cat, but as she has a brass dragon in her ancestry there, she's kind of got weird scaly spots on her. Um, and she has a strange resistance to fire. So, you know, you see this weird cat who sometimes will just like put her paw in the fire and just be like, <laughs> see how long I can hold this here for. And everybody is uncomfortable because of it. Uh, <laughs> And the smell of burning cat fur is really not that awesome. No. Yeah, but underneath all the cat fur is like dragon scales. So do you so. have bald patches then? 
I, I kind of envision it sort of like uh, like she sort of has sparse fur, but underneath so she's like like, like a she's, really thin so she's coat, like a, like, a, like a naked mole rat type of cat with just like, well like a like a thin sparser coat like it's not you know double coat like most cats have and mm-hmm. underneath it you just have sort of the little fine scales underneath. Very very good, and you obviously have had a bunch. of of fun adventures and not so fun adventures since the last time that we spoke with everybody. Um, in fact, actually, things have been going rapidly downhill for the tabaxi as they have for everybody else. Uh, for the tabaxi, in this case, what you mostly have been having trouble with is you guys have been um, fighting off more and more incursions of those undead creatures that attacked the library not so long ago. Um, it started with just a few here and there, but now it just seems like every day you hear a report from one part or other of the forest that yet another patrol encountered yet another pack of these wandering undead creatures. And uh, it's beginning to show. The strain is beginning to show. I mean, just as you look around the library where you guys are, the uh, you know you can just see the tension on everybody's face. Everybody just looks tired. And you know, you've got another patrol coming up all too soon and another one after that. And, and you know, when is this all going to end? It's beginning to, uh, beginning to get a bit old. But you've actually had an um, interesting thing pop up. Not too long ago, Red came pounding downstairs in his bare feet with his uh, imaginary friend and said to you that Galchabar had... Uh, once again spoken to him in his mind and he had asked red if he couldn't possibly put together a group to give him a hand with a mission and so he had asked all of you since you were the patrol that was there locally if you could please help him out with that and what he had told you that galchabar had told him is that he had gotten a line on an ancient book which of course made all your ears just go bing straight up in the air this book however was a spell book a spell book that belonged to a mage that lived maybe a thousand years ago before the cataclysm and the knowledge it would contain could be vital to the problems that they were having now and so he had asked if the patrol couldn't give him a hand with this problem. And he had said that the, he had been puzzling over possibilities where the spell book might have finally come to rest. Obviously, a thousand years is a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the entire face of the kingdom has been completely rewritten uh, since, you know, the cataclysm. So most of the original Fertile Valley has been lost to the Mari Arnosum. But he thought there was a couple of spots left that were not yet ruined that might be a good place to check out. And he thought your first stop would be to see if you could find the ancient summer palace of the ancient kingdom. Apparently, back in the... You know, a thousand years ago when the ancient kingdom still stood, the seat of the power, the seat of the kingdom was down there at uh, Calium Sedes in the Delta. But as you guys well know, living just slightly north of the Delta, it gets pretty hot and humid there, especially in the summer. 
And so apparently during the absolute heat of the summer, the uh, royals would flee to the mountains just slightly to the southeast above Dryadum Silvarum and above Savitas Cataracta. And they would uh, spend a good month there in the mountains in the heat of uh, the summer, especially the dog days of autumn and the, that sort of time when the humidity was high and, and the temperature was high and get away from that in, in the uh, kingdom and the, the whole seat of power would shift up into the mountains for about a month. And being up there in the mountains, it was safe from the mass of conflict that was taking over the Mari Aranosum or becoming the Mari Aranosum. And so he thinks that the, you know, it's probably in ruins, but the summer palace may yet still exist high in the mountains. And if so, the, who knows? The book may still be there. Okay, and so what do you guys say to that? Let's do it. A book? Yes. <laughs> book. Meow. Yes, if, 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 if it has a book, it has tabaxi written yes. all over it, right? There's a soft snore coming from the chair that Crispin's in. Some, somebody wake up grandpa with some clover maybe I don't know can I like throw something at him flick him in the forehead <laughs> uh-huh. no, you, just, you just come up and tickle the little hairs on their ears and the ear shakes <laughs> and, and it shakes out. and it shakes and finally they wake up put a cucumber mm. <laughs> what are we going huh? Huh? yes oh. we are going wakey wakey <sighs> okay Where are we going? <laughs> We're going to the Summer Palace to get a book. Ooh, a book. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and obviously one of the problems that you have is you don't actually know where the Summer Palace is. Um, obviously, the Tabaxi Library has all sorts of resources. Um, so it's entirely possible that somewhere in your stack of stuff is, is in fact, an uh, ancient map. Uh, but uh, you, you just know from Galtrabar's description that it was somewhere southeast of... Calium Sedes up in the mountains, probably above uh, Dryadum Salarum and uh, maybe the, you're above Savitas Cataracta. Um, so just looking at it, it's going to be about a two-day trip down to, uh, or a day and a half down to the Delta, and then probably another day or two up there. Um, so the first uh, you know, order of business will be going through the library to see what you can find. So everybody roll for me history. My specialty. <laughs> I don't 11. know anything. 15. <laughs> okay, so what did you get, Jesse? Five. Okay, so you, you, you start looking through stacks and stacks. Definitely and books here. She's and, like, and nothing. Yeah. I remember last week. Yeah. I got a 12. And then um, Jade, what'd you get? 13. Okay, and then... Um, Moon? 12. Okay. Gray? 15. And black? 11. Okay. So um, everybody else finds some references in the literature to the Summer Palace. And, and yes, it does intone that it's somewhere. It was actually, they said basically just a uh, day's cart ride or carriage ride from Calium uh, uh, Sedes. Of course, that was back when they undoubtedly had a well-paved road leading right to it. Um, so it may take you guys a couple of days. But, uh, yeah, Gray, you actually do find an ancient map. Which and, one's Gray? I'm sorry. Yeah. 
and you you unfold a, a, a series of parchment sheets and, and find an ancient map that shows the the old kingdom. And actually, you you know that Gray finds it because he's like just missing when you guys are all supposed to be back. And you finally you know look through the stacks, and there he is just pouring over every detail of this map. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Not a book, but it could help us find it. Yeah. Looks like a map. Yeah, and so Misty, where does that show the the uh, the Summer Palace is? Uh, the Summer Palace is uh, just a bit southeast of Calum Sadus in this on this map. Yep, it's in the hills. It's in the Dryadium Sylvanum. Yep, and there must be some remnants of the old road. Surely. Well, obviously, you guys know that if you go just outside of the Tabaxi homeland there. That the uh, ancient high road um, does start breaking up since it's not really at all maintained once you get past Valleys Calliae, and so yeah, it, it it appears and disappears, and and you know uh, you know what to look for there. Okay, so um, how um, how many days of uh, rations are you guys going to pack along for this trip? How long did you it say looks it would like, take? It looks like at least three to four days just to get there. Well, we can't pack. We couldn't pack, I mean, 10 days maybe, but... We couldn't pack we could, two weeks? We could pack 10 days rations. Yeah, yeah 10 days, but we, we want to leave. to get yeah. there and back and be there well, for a day if we needed to. Yeah, but this isn't... A, doesn't sound like an actual city to resupply it, so we mm-hmm. might, want, might want extra and figure a way of making it work because... Well, but if it was three to four days to get right. there, then three we brought 10 days, then... And you got a couple of days extra. Talking, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, we can hunt. Yeah. We're assuming we can hunt as... You know, things have been bad around our town. Yeah, I mean, maybe there may other people are hunts. trying to hunt nearby. Who knows? Maybe I mean, some giant clan of. I mean, yeah, I hear lizard folk taste pretty over. good in a nice sauce. Those don't exist. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Actually, you guys have done pretty well being so close to Valleys Calliae. Um, the just sort of the uh, beneficial effect of the elves on that forest have meant that to uh, to your north the hunting has always remained pretty good mm. and uh but yeah as oh, you go think. south and towards the delta uh the hunting has not been nearly as good as you guys remembered well 10 days then. 10 days should be plenty okay so you guys gather your packs and uh you uh, start heading south then and we do have a ranger with us so we'll help true. with hunting yes. we need it Okay, and are you guys going to stick to the remnants of the uh, the old road? Uh, Seems best to me. Yeah. Jade Claw, have you traveled this way before by chance? Mm, I don't recall. I'm quite sure that you've been on many patrols in this way. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> would it what be would, wise of us to stay on the road as we are a secretive people? Do we travel at night or was that... We, we traveled at night one time, I remember. Well, when you guys went to Kalesque to get all the goods that you needed for the resurrection or the re- mm-hmm. reincarnation, you guys did have to do a lot of sneaking because obviously you are still... One of the reasons that the Tabaxi have been able to live in peace as long as they have is they've stayed out of everybody's way. And you know what you don't know, you won't mess with. We should probably be sneaky, sneaky still. I mean, we yeah. can stay near the road, but just mm-hmm. not on it what's your uh, favorite terrain uh mountains 
So can and we forests. Okay, so with following her, we can move at a we can still move stealthy, but at a faster pace. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think only she could move at a faster pace. I don't think the rest of us can. Well, let's see. I mean, it doesn't slow travel, and we can't get lost. Yeah. So. Right. So but it's certainly just looking bold. to see if the ranger. I'm not sure I know my alphabet. A R R G H. You are particularly familiar with one type of blah, blah, blah. Um, while you are traveling for an hour or more in your favorite terrain, difficult terrain doesn't slow your group's travel. Your group can't become lost except by magical means. And even when you're engaged in another activity while traveling, you remain alert to danger. If you are traveling alone, you can move stealthily at a normal pace. So that's only the stealth only applies to, to her, but wouldn't apply to us. But we don't have that uh, difficult terrain slowing us. So her leading us through the woods. Yeah, she, she's it. like, step where I step. Ah, yeah. And when you forage, you find twice yeah. as much food as you normally would. Yeah, so she can lead you by trails uh, rarely taken that uh, she knows and keep you guys up in the mountains and away from the road, which um, you guys believe would uh, definitely uh, keep you clear of any entanglements. And there's not a lot of traffic on the road south of Valles Calii. Um, there's a good bit of traffic that goes between Calesque and Valles Calii. But pretty much past that, the only people that you see is, um, you know, the occasional adventure type person who's, you know, heard tales of gold still left in the old kingdom and is heading down to the capital to see what they can find, usually to either not come back or come back empty handed. Uh, the a few people that maybe they're headed for Dryadum Silvarum or somewhere around there and are going to try to cut the corner there, but. Pretty much most everybody that wants to get from one place to another is going to stop at the docks at Kalesque and, and take an airship or a sand ship across the Mare de Civitas Cataracta or to uh, uh, Excalbarium Calice and, and uh, go that way instead of go all the way around through the capital. So it, it is traveled, but just rarely. Okay, so you guys head off. Mm-hmm. and uh, off into the mountains with uh, Jade Claw leading and taking. And it, it is kind of amazing. It's like you guys are going along, and you're like, are we lost? Are we lost? And then you realize that you're actually on the barest, faintest bit of trail. And, you know, Jade is following the, the you know, a rabbit trail followed by, you know, a deer trail followed by who knows what, and uh, keeps going. And then at the end of the day, you guys end up in a, a promontory overlooking the delta. It's still probably a good half a day's uh, travel off in the distance, but the view is just absolutely gorgeous. Obviously, it's a little misty out uh, because uh, there's so much humidity down by the delta, and we are into July, so it's getting quite warm, but you can see the sun scintillating off of the ocean as it uh, waves and crashes out in the distance. And uh, you can see the delta as it heads down in the, in the remains of the ancient capital there. Okay, so um, what is uh, shift for watch going to be for the night? You know, Gray, it's a very beautiful place out here. I mean, it's a little humid, but watch the water crashing. It's pretty nice. And, of course, you cats hate humidity because it just makes your fur mat up. That's why I'm stretching out right here in the shower. You know, I don't have that problem. It actually it, it wonders for the complexion, hmm. and it actually adds the curl of your yeah. beard. Yeah. So yeah, you love the humidity now. Yeah, I have scales. 
<laughs> Can you sing them for us? <laughs> Do we have a bard? Actually, you should get some uh, hand lotion for that scaly skin. See if you can't uh, take care of that. I'll take third watch. That's a very specific watch to start with. I'll take the first one. <laughs> I will take second. I'll take the last or the fourth. Okay. So um, first watch, Misty, why don't you give me a uh, perception roll? Oh, this should be good. Um, I can't remember if I had a thing with that. I don't think I do. Never mind. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> um, five. <Dragon>. Okay. <laughs> okay. And... Um, <laughs> No, nothing comes to bother you in the night, but That's good. Uh, you, you're not uh, me. Yeah. I can't. I couldn't see it if it. It's did, just so. all your friends have been eaten. Thanks. <laughs> I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, next up, uh, who had second? I did. Moon did. Okay, and uh, now actually, I forgot. Do Tabaxi have dark vision or low light vision? Uh, yeah, I have dark vision on mine, so yes. Okay, yeah. So you guys can see in the dark. As can I. Yeah. All right. Seven. Okay, and uh, once again, you, you notice nothing in the night, uh, just the, the distant sound of uh, pounding breakers, and that's about it. And then, Gray, I think you're next. Uh, 24. Okay, and uh, um, you notice a little bright face on the edge of the clearing, and then it's gone. What kind of face? Uh, roll me survival, see if you identify it. 19. You're pretty sure that it was the face of a gray fox. It's always gray foxes, I swear. Gray foxes? It looked vaguely tasty, but it was gone just as fast as you saw it. And finally, Jade, you're going to go? Uh, 17. Okay. And um, nothing of any real import happens on your watch. It's, it's obviously getting towards dawn. So all the night creatures are going to sleep and all the day creatures are waking up and the ones that hunt in between, um, you can hear a couple of them making kills in the distance, uh, whether it's a, a mountain lion or, or a wolf, you're not real sure, but something something definitely brings something to the ground, but it's way over there. Not enough for you to worry about. Okay, and uh, you guys get up and get rolling in the morning? Yep. Okay, and... Uh, you make your way down to the Delta. And this is probably the part of the trip you guys are most trepidatious about, maybe the least looking forward to, uh, because you come down on the mountains to the hills, and now you have to find your way around the Delta. And um, Jade, you know that you can go like a day's trip out into the Mare to where the actual river comes out of the sand that apparently has been traveling underneath for pretty much the entire valley but that would take an awful lot of time so you guys are going to have to go and maybe find a good fording spot to get across the uh the shallows um and uh so everybody roll for me survival oh my gosh i'm getting rid of this die oh ouch five it was almost really good, and it flipped over to a two. Fourteen. Twenty-two. Eight. Okay, so uh, Jade, uh, being familiar with this, um, 
find you know goes along and finds a pretty good spot the rest of you are like is this a good spot is this a good spot and jade's no this is a good spot and, and actually moon um you concur heavily with her you're like oh yeah look you can see the the nice stepping stones we're only going to get about ankle deep and, and of course as cats you just hate getting wet so uh or more like yeah and uh so you guys prepare to cross now i need a acrobatics roll from everybody great no <laughs> four okay so black gray what'd you get 25 and moon 15 jade Eight. and misty 12 okay so you guys are going across the the river and the current is not terribly swift but it's kind of just enough you know how when you're in rushing water where it's pulling on your legs mm-hmm. and then almost at exactly the same time uh black and jade just go whoop and they they turn their you know they hit a, a stone that turns and just kabloosh they hit the ground so i need quickly need an acrobatics roll from the three of you that are not in the water, are you know, deep in the water, to see if you can grab them. Acrobatics. Well, it's you nice knowing you guys. <laughs> okay. Ten. Okay, and uh, ten is enough. Four. And, and uh, you, you guys are able to grab onto them, and, and they end up with a pretty good dousing, but none the worse for for that. Uh, although by the time you do get to the other side of the the river, um, you basically have to spend the next hour. Just taking all of your stuff out of your packs, laying it out so it'll dry. and uh, I look a lot like the grumpy cat that's all over Facebook. <laughs> well, actually, you know that one where it shows the cat in the thing of suds and it, yeah. it's just this thing with a mustache? That's that, pretty yeah. much you right yeah. now. Yeah. Not a happy not a happy tabaxi. No. Um, Do we have boots, by the way? I don't think tabaxi wear boots. I think no. they have like leg wraps and things like that, but I don't think they to actually climb, have boots. We just use our feet. I have boots. And thankfully, they're still dry. But uh, everyone else is, you know, or at least for Black and, and Jade. So you guys uh, kind of curl up in a good bit of sun and start uh, drying out. And, and about an hour later, I mean, the, the sun here is pretty darn fierce where you guys are. And it's probably, you know, 85, almost 90 degrees and, and humid. So the, the humidity obviously hurts the drying process but it's so warm and so sunny that you know very quickly your uh, your gear starts to dry out and it's still kind of a little damp when you put it back in your packs but but you guys are okay Joe look like giant like puff balls yeah. yeah well you've had a chance to lick all your fur flat again so uh. <laughs> and you guys take off uh then again um obviously you lost a little bit of time and you're gonna have to do this again you realize at the other fork of the of the river Dude. when you get to the far side of Calium Center. If you guys yak up a furball, that's going to be gross. <laughs> it's gonna be right You're just your kind shoe. of used to it at this point in time. You have this uh, compulsion to do it, even though now you don't have Can fur. Can I do it with stealth and see if I can get it in his <laughs> shoe while he sleeps? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see tonight when he's asleep. Yeah. Okay. He's also going to be asleep. Yep. Not if he's on watch. Or wakes up early. You think he's going to do that? Well... Okay, and uh, you guys start heading there, and as you've gone through the day today, as you've come down from the mountains, you've gone from your usual mountain, uh, you know, you start out in an oak woodland where the tabaxi library is. Jade took you up into the mountains. It turned into all pretty much pine trees and so forth. 
And then as you come down through the foothill, you went back down to Oak Woodland and then down into these tropical plants as you got closer to the delta. And now it's all jungle. Um, everything is steamy down here. Everything is hot. The um, foliage is really verdant and really thick everywhere. And then um, you hear strange cries of animals that you're just not used to. And uh, it's all very, very strange. It's a totally different environment than you're used to. And, and amazing to think it's only a couple of days away. And uh, then everybody roll for me perception. Here we go. I'm on D20. You're like performing really poorly here. Oh, Way to keep it going. my gosh. I just, nine. I should just I stop trying. Nine. I got 25. Nine? 21. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Gray? Oh, I, I got a nine as well. Okay. And black, total Ooh, of? Horrible thing about this, you have a plus six. Yeah, that means I rolled a three. Yeah. Okay, so most of you are, actually the kitty folks are all just kind of miserable with the yes. heat and the fur. And it's really starting to distract you. And Moon, all of a sudden you realize that there are creatures in the woods around you. And you just have a chance to cry out a warning and then arrows start flying. Dang it. We really must remember to Alert. thank Galchabar for this. Hmm. You know, if you were to back about, If this thing pulls under our 10 one more time, I'm getting another D20 out. My D20 is doing splendidly. You know, I, I thought it would do great because the first thing I rolled on was an 18, and then after that's been like two, four, six, two. Well, let's see two. how it goes. I mean, maybe they're just waiting for the to hit rolls. I get I'm okay. Is that how you want them? Uh, actually, no, they'll be down on this end entirely. Over here? Uh, all the way down here, yeah. Ooh, snick people. I don't like snick people. Okay. And these are, you You guys obviously being just slightly north of the uh, Delta and being historians by nature know that these are Wantai Malisons. They have um, snake heads and what appears to be human bodies although they're kind of scaly. And you know that these are dangerous under best of times. And uh, not so much uh, now when you, you actually get uh, jumped by them. Okay, so let's get initiative. So black. 17. And gray. 13. And moon. This five. Is extraordinarily heavy. And jade. 12. And Misty. 16. Okay, and unfortunately for Black, Gray, Jade, and Misty, you guys were completely surprised. Like we said, you were kind of caught up in, in sort of being miserable in this humid uh, uh, environment with your, your fur being matted. So only Moon will get a, uh, a round to go here. Okay, so who do I have in front there, in the front row? Moon. Um. Moon and who is that? Jade? That's that's you. No, that would no, be no. You. That's yeah. Jade, because the bow. Yeah, yeah. That's so. Moon and Jade good. in front, and then in the middle is. I guess me. I don't know. They're okay, the same you. mini. Okay, let's let's see. <laughs> mini me. <laughs> see if you can figure that out. That was funny. Uh, uh, no, it wasn't. This one has a squiggly graphite mark on it now. You can put a little. Okay, that's probably better. Oh, I think with the graphite, it's all good. 
Okay, so we've got Moon and Jade in front, Misty's in the middle, and then the taking up the rear is uh, gray and black. black. Okay, good. So, all of a sudden, arrows start flinging out towards you guys. And so, Moon, you get two of them headed your way. And one is a 13 and the other is a 23. So I'm going to assume the first one misses and the second one hits. Am I correct? No. Oh, sorry. No. Uh, what was that? No. Uh, 13 and 23 to hit. 23 does hit me. Okay. So you take five points of damage, piercing damage, from the arrow itself and... Six points of poison damage. Okay, so I am resistant to poison. So that makes it three. Yes, you've got the cast iron stomach. So how much was that? Three poison and what? And uh, five. So that's eight. Okay. And then the second one goes, and it also fires at moon there. And gets a 17 and a 14. Either, either of those hit? Uh, yes. Ty goes to the attacker, right? Right, yeah. So, yeah, they both hit. Oh, both hit? Wow, okay. You should have invested in some armor. I have armor. Okay, and so you take six points of piercing damage and four points of poison damage. So, that so. makes that two. All right. And what do you add, anyways, hit point-wise? 26. Okay. And then the second one... 42. The second one uh, hits for nine points of piercing damage. Gets you pretty good. And seven points, so three more points of poison damage. Well, that's just great. Okay, and Jade, the uh, middle one there, uh, takes a couple of bow shots at you. And gets a 17 and a 17. Do either of those hit? Both of them. Okay. So you take five points of piercing damage and six points of poison damage for 13 total on the first one. And the second one uh, just grazes you for three points of piercing damage and five points of poison damage. So eight points total. What do you add? Anyways, I have no idea what you guys' hit points are like. Um, 27. Okay. And then um, the last one goes for you, Misty. Yay. And, ooh, 24 on the first one, but only 9 on the second. So First one hits, yeah. Yeah. And you take 8 points of piercing damage and 7 points of poison damage. Hooray. So 15 total. So that, that all of a sudden, arrows just come flying out of the uh, the woodwork and just start landing on you guys. And um, so, Moon, you are the only one that gets a turn in the first round because you were the only one that wasn't surprised. Okay. Well, you know, I'm going to take one for the team here. I'm not going to bow out. I'm not a scaredy cat. <laughs> no, because you're a dwarf. Okay. So I'm going to... Uh, cast spiritual weapon so that's 60 feet how many 65 i think one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve just in 60 okay so could you put that like right in front of there and 
And so that's we'll a call bonus this one action. Sword. I can move an attack, right? And bow and arms and red. You can when you summon that you can swing on the same turn. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to take a swing at who's that? That one in front of that's it. That's bow. Bow. All right, so bow. Yeah, just trying to see which one it is, and that's gonna be seven. So it it misses. No, yeah, just uh, it's projecting a little too far away. Okay, anything else? Uh, that's it. Okay. Very good. And then um, we go to top of the order. And so second round, Black, you get to start us off. Um, I will cast, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 50, 5, 60, 60, 60. Yeah, okay, so from where I'm at, I will cast Moonbeam down on gloves. Really? Okay. So a silvery moonlight appears, which is a little hard to see because it's being daylight out, mm -hmm. and it engulfs his whole body. Kind of looks around a little confused, but other than that, is, is that happens. a five foot diameter? Yes. Okay. Nothing really. Kind of. It, he's a little confused because doesn't seem to do much. And sorry, I didn't mark off my spell slot, and that will be uh, that will be my turn. Does it do anything else this round? Nope. Okay. What will it do next round? damage cool okay so you know he, like you said he almost doesn't even notice it because it's so bright out with the sunlight mm -hmm. okay and then misty you get to go next okay um let's see what do i want to shoot people with um death i'm going to move out from behind my party members so move off to the right there and yeah. to the edge. Uh, and which one of them's kind of looking the weakest right now? Um, none of them have been hit. So, oh, okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Um, what is the range on magic missiles? Is that 120? Sight, I think. No, it still has a range. I think it is Yeah, it still has a range. Um, let me... But yeah, you're within it. That. It's either 60 or 120. Yeah, you're certainly within range of there. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, I'm going to cast magic missile as a doo -doo -doo, as a third level spell. 120, okay. 120 feet. Okay, yeah. cool. And that gives me six missiles, yes. Third, so third start with three. Yes. three. So, okay. I thought it was five. Five, because you get one additional. If she has a third level or second? Third level. Third. Six. six. No, it's five. For, yeah, three no, no. First, no, you're right. It's five. Second, yeah, fifth, it's five. Four. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Third. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Second, fifth. Yeah. I yeah. do math good. So five um, plus five. Yeah, but each yeah. each D four yeah. gets plus one. So um I'm gonna do one on each of them and then two on this guy. Okay. Alright. So the first sword. go round. Uh sword gets that, five points of damage. That's a lot of fours. That's yeah. a lot of fours. Yeah. Um the next guy there gets five as well. Same with the third guy also gets five. Last guy gets three, and then sword gets an additional two. Take that, snakeies. Okay, so that thunks into them, and it doesn't seem to hit them too terribly hard. I mean, it definitely definitely hit them, but you guys know these things are made of tough stuff, so um, you did some damage, but not a tremendous amount. Okay, and then arms gets to go. 
Arms. Arms takes 2d10 damage. Oh, really? Nice. Mm -hmm. Automatically, or does he get a save the on that? start of its turn. Okay. Uh, actually, does he get a save? Oh, yes, yeah, so it must make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Feel free to fail this. It's a 14. Nope, he gets a 20. Or um, half damage. Okay. Ugh. Five, have two. New Ooh. dice. <laughs> no, must, you know what? It must not be a full moon. <laughs> no, it's under a mountain. So. Yes. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, he takes a little bit of damage. And then he, um, just since he just got hit by the spellcaster over there, wings two arrows over at you there, Misty. I'm pretty Yay. well hidden by all those people, though, right? She's way out to the side and in the clear. Mm -hmm. um, however... He gets a 14 and an 11. Both miss. Neither. Wait, he was shooting at me. Yeah. Oh, I thought she was yeah. <laughs> Misty. They, they still You're both miss. He said spellcaster, and I was the last one to did a spell, so I was oh, okay. talking about yeah, me. Yeah, they still both miss. No, he hasn't quite figured out the, that uh, moonbeam goes with you, and it, it just got him for two points, so he's... Right. he's I wish uh, the arrows would miss me. That was radiant damage, by the way. Oh, um, are they in their natural forms? Yes, they are. Okay, never mind. It's one of the things a moonbeam does. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he uh, wings a couple arrows at you, but they just get caught in the trees there. And then next up is Gray. Okay. Um, is there anyone in our group who has like actually run up and actually hit things, or nope. is it... as, as you can see, no. You, you guys have about sixty feet separate. And there's just no, no. But is hand. there anyone in our group who needs to run up and hit people for real? Everyone's just standing in the back. Okay. No, I'm a scaredy cat. I stay far away. Because. Okay. Literally in this case. Yeah. It seems like all of you have like 60 foot ranges and my hand cross was only 30. So I have to... Hey, you, it's, it's you can roll with disadvantage. 60, I think, doesn't it? it? You can like max range at 120. Yeah. Well, right, so you're within range then. Or just move up 30 feet. Yeah, but then you get disadvantage. You're, they're not 120 feet away is what I'm saying. Yeah, you get disadvantage. Anything over 30. Over 30. From 30 to 120. Yeah. And 120. Now, one thing, range. since you are a rogue and stealthy, um, Gray, what I would let you do is if you want to, you could hide, you know, do a stealth roll, roll to hide and jump into the foliage. And I would let you move at half speed to try to get around these guys if you want to. I see what you're saying. Okay. Um, so you'd let me hide and then move. How half would, speed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So your turn would be crawling up there to sneak them. Is hiding in action or? Yeah. So that would be your action would be to, to do the, the stealth check to jump into the foliage and hide. And then you could move a maximum of uh, 30 feet forward. Half you, that, right? Well, it'd be half, but you'd be essentially dashing. You'd be using your, your double move. Okay. Actually, no, because you, actually, because you have the, the cunning action, right? Yeah. So you could you could double move and then oh get, yeah cunning action yeah. lets you hide as a bonus doesn't yeah. it mm -hmm. so okay. you'd be able to move thirty feet forward so in two rounds you could be up in amongst those guys tabaxi sheet Mahoney and actually yeah the tabaxi have their uh, their dash action too yeah but that doesn't count their little yeah and that's not an action you can just use it mm -hmm. until you don't okay so cunning action to hide. Then I can move 10, 20. You would go around the outside there. You're on the carpet yeah. or the thing there. Yeah. Like here? Okay, so give me a stealth roll to hide. 15. Okay. 
Very good. So all of a sudden, um, Gray just kind of bugs out and disappears into the underbrush. And no one seems to be able to see where he's at now. You, you guys no got a feeling he's off there to the right somewhere. He's across the kingdom. Yeah. Okay. Good eyes. And then Red gets to go. And um, Red was going after Misty. And with after getting magic missile, goes after Misty again. Two more arrows your way. Mean. Oh, and two 25s. Wow. Uh, yeah, that, that hits. Okay, so the first one does. Oh, it just nicks you. Um, does three points of piercing damage, but it does eight points of poison damage. What do you add? <laughs> um, ten. Okay. And You're going to die. And the second one does five points of piercing damage and 11 points of poison damage. Okay, I'm I'm uh I'm knocked out. <laughs> okay, so uh, with just the arrows Yay. flying, um, poor uh, Misty goes down in a heap. So, and then Jade, you get to go. Okay, I'm going to cast Hail of Thorns. And what does Hail of Thorns do? Mm, when I hit a creature with a ranged weapon attack, they have to make a dexterity saving throw, or they take a 1d10 piercing damage. Okay. And who are you aiming at? I'm going to aim at red. Okay. And red does look like the smallest of the group there. Um, I suggest we start focus firing on one particular creature because these guys are going to pick us off if we don't start doing massive damage to one. Has red been hurt yet? Um, just a magic missile. And Bo's been hit twice. Oh, or the and, sword. Yeah, and gloves got hit by the radium damage of the moonbeam. Eighteen. You definitely hit. Red. Okay. Seven plus six is thirteen. Thirteen plus five is eight. So you casting the spell? Or, or I already casted it. But yeah, you're casting the spell. Oh, and then I get to do another 1d10. Yeah, it does it to it and all creatures within five feet of it. Okay. Which is not, nothing. So they have to... Actually, so you might want to pick not red then. Pick maybe um, bow, because then the other two are on the, uh, are within five feet of it. Yeah. So okay, I... then I'll do... Do I have to roll again? No. So you did okay. 18 points to bow, but do you do just five to... Um, no, you need to roll the d10, right? Yeah. And that gets applied to all of them. I don't know how it saves, but. So they have to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. So uh, sword makes a nat 20, um, but bow makes an 11 and uh, 21 for arms. So I'm going to assume that the first and last one saved. Yeah. What did, did they take any damage on a save? or? Uh, yeah, half damage. Okay, and how much was the damage for the... D10. Yeah, I know. There's another one. I thought it was one. Okay. Did you already roll the five on the D10? The no, that one? was with her um, Colossus Slayer okay. thing like that. Why are you rolling two? Because I cast it at second level. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So in addition to the 18 that Bo takes, everybody takes... Um, so Bo takes an extra 14 points of damage. Ouch. Everyone else takes seven. Okay. And, uh, that staggers Bo pretty good. And then I can do it again. 
with my extra attack. So is Hail of Thorns a bonus action or just a regular? It's a bonus action. Okay, then you can only Hail of Thorns once. Yeah. Cool. Then I'll shoot. Both now, does it say that or does it say it works for the entire round? Oh, does it work for the entire round? It, it, it's you the fire next time it. you hit a creature with yeah. a ranged yeah. weapon attack before the spell ends, the spell so creates once. a rain of thorns that sprouts. Okay, so just the once weapon. then. Yeah. Okay. That would be cool though. That'd be completely overpowered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Well, you already lost one of your characters, so you might be might need it. So, 18 again. 18 hits again. And then it's a good thing we have all these high bonuses because I'm watching a lot of these rolls and not many are breaking number 10. Yeah. Including my own. Ooh, nice. And then 14 points of damage for her. Wow, to Bo? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she looks bad. I mean, just all of a sudden, um, Jade just fires off this arrow. It hits her and just, it's like as, you know, air, you know thorns just, rain down in the area and just she's now covered in all these bleeding scratches some of which are pretty deep and then the second one just like i said just staggers her backwards and she is not looking good at all okay and then speaking of that sword gets to go and seeing as what just happened uh he targets you jade with uh, two arrows and a 23 and an 18 do those hit Okay, I'm rolling really well today for some reason. Change your dice. Okay, um, the <laughs> first one does eight points of piercing damage and six points of poison damage, so 14 total. What are you at? Three. Ooh. Oh, Lord. And the second one does nine points of piercing and six points for 15, uh, the poison there. So. Okay, so Jade goes down. Anyone got any healing spells? Yes. Okay. <laughs> What's a healing spell? Uh, and then next up is Bo, and um, Bo fires at um, Moon there, and gets a ten and a thirteen. Do either of those hit? No. At uh, Moon, does no. ten or thirteen? Does either of those hit? Ten and thirteen miss. Okay, so you're able to duck those. And then it is Moon's turn. What are you going to do? Okay. For my action, I am going to cast Mass Healing Word. Oh, really? So that's 60 feet. So myself and these two are going to get 1d4 plus 2 back. So 5. So you guys are at 5. Okay, so you guys Yay. wake up on the ground full of arrows. No, it just brings you back okay. up to and zero. And and five hit points. There's a modifier in there? That is with it's one d four plus my wisdom modifier. Oh wow! Okay. okay, and then as my bonus action, I'll have my spiritual hammer take a swing at a at bow there. At bow there. Okay, so you're roll. still down. You're just not down, down. Right? Uh, you still need to stand well, up. Yeah, that's five. So okay, no, she's uh, ducking the ducking the spiritual weapon. That that should just bring us back up to five hit points. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but you're you're, 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 you're currently prone. prone on the ground. You're prone. Bummer. Which yeah. means you they have disadvantage on shooting you. So not bummer. Okay, and then we go to the top of the order again, and Black, you get to start us off. Okay, so, because there's a lot going on here. Who's the one that looks really bad? The On their side? Yes. Bo looks like she's barely standing. With, and this one's Bo, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Um, this is going to be kind of, oh, if I pull this off, this would be really cool. So, 
um, as my movement, I will move up 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. You can move. Yeah, sorry. Bonus action. Misty step. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. To back ability, feline agility, double my movement for this round. One, two, taking a strike against bow. You're, you're, oh, you have I have reach, I have okay. glaive. Okay. Switch the die, much better. 22. You hit bow. <laughs> All right, so hit bow, 2d6. Reroll ones and twos. Uh, that will be 15 points Ow. of slashing. Uh, 15 points of slashing damage. Is she still standing? No, you just strike her head clean off her shoulders with the glaive. Excellent. Which one is more hurt right now? That's left. They seem to be kind of equally banged up. Then I will sidestep. Some like a couple of magic missiles. We know that. Yeah. Right. So I'll just sort. I'll sidestep to or sidestep toward and forward. Actually, no. I'll stay right here. And I will do one more strike against gloves. Natural one. Okay. So. He just jumps clean over your swing. Right. So that's fine. So then I've moved one more space after I did agility, right? Yeah, that's your ability. Okay. So. No, I'm saying. So I use five feet of movement. No, you use like 15 feet of movement to get here. To go here. No, I use 30 to come up. I teleported one, two. So I have. Six more more left. Four more. Four more left? Four more left. One, two, three, four. Okay. So you jump forward, swipe uh, Bo's head off her shoulders, and quickly make a retreat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that was pretty impressive. And now, Misty, you're out lying on the ground. All right. And so that's is that my full action to get up? Uh, no. It's uh, half your move to get up. You got okay. everything else to do. All right. So you wake up. Get up. Um, and then... This time, see, it's true to defeat a snake, cut its head off. Double check this. Okay, so who's kind of looking? uh, How how is everyone looking? I'm looking fantastic, and also you guys, you two are the worst. You you guys are kind of dinged up the uh, the remaining three wantai there. Okay, and um, obviously you guys are taking a bunch of damage. Okay, uh, who's looking kind of? the strongest of the the three in front they're all yeah. pretty much evenly strong okay. um, probably um, sword and arms are the biggest of the two okay um then let's do i'm gonna go for arms i'm gonna cast a fireball at him wow okay wow um, will this disrupt your uh just... your uh spiritual weapon or is that just impervious to all that i think it's, it's impervious because okay. it's just a spiritual of, weapon. And it's not a concentra- force weapon. And it's not concentration. Okay. All right. Um, I completely support this idea. <laughs> okay, so is that is a... I am Black Crispin the third, Paladin. third level spell, no. so <laughs> we'll do that. And then... It's a deck save. Okay. 20-foot radius sphere. So it, it'll land on um, arms. Arms and get both the, the other two. Yes, yeah. so... And yeah. technically the other three, but I hear and I think it just happens. I don't think I yeah. need to roll to hit. Yeah, no. yeah, and they have to roll the roll dexterity save. Okay. Yeah. To yeah, yeah, they need a dexterity save. What's your DC? Um, eight plus fourteen, I believe. Yeah, 
Eight plus your proficiency plus your charisma modifier. Okay, and... Can I borrow uh, 46? Will you give Here's him... two. Dose. Here's two more. Thank you. And I call the D6. Arms and sword just take it full on. And uh, apparently uh, Red is far enough off to the side that she's able to, to duck under it. So oh, she makes her save. Do All you right, have the sorcerer so. ability where you can re-roll dice if you expend a sorcerer point? Yeah, and I also have... It's just weird because I never played a sorcerer, so I'm <laughs> confused by the sorcery point stuff. Um, you still may have a lot more understanding. Yeah, and I also have... Because of the brass dragon heritage, I also get to add an additional, like, some amount of damage after. Because um, it's a fire damage thing. So because I have the fire... How much damage? I think it's like a D4. Hang on. Well, let's find out. Check. Okay. And you're going to do the, a sorcery the base point damage. if you roll the one? Um, nah, this should, this should be plenty. Um, so that's 10, 20... Uh, that's 33 points of damage from <laughs> the main. And then that's what? 16 is the half? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, so red takes 16 and the other ones take... 33. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, mental affinity at level 6. Yeah, and then I get to add my charisma, charisma mod, so oh. that is an additional 3 points of damage. Okay. So 19 to... Actually, um, 17 to uh, red. That hurt her. And then... 36. Uh, 36 to the other ones. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll do that. And they are pretty heavily scorched by that. So why doesn't Owen do this? He doesn't have fireball. He does <laughs> Actually, now. he does now, yeah. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say I wrote him verbally about that until he picked that spell. And actually, tell you the truth, though, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when he gets it because you guys have two monks and a paladin and a you know cleric barbarian who fight melee. So there's you know unless he ends up in a situation like this, there's not a lot of use for fireball because it hits everything. Hey, we can avoid. Uh, it all, actually, yeah. it all depends on where he places it. But mm-hmm. the problem with and I. Owen plays a great sorcerer, but all of his attacks required him rolling. Yep. Or missing. So it's like he needed something besides magic missile that just hit. So we will see what happens with that. On okay. The next episode, so so that one uh, um, definitely, definitely uh, scorches those guys. They are heavily injured now. And then Arms gets to go. Okay, Brat. Constitution saving throw. Come on, Brat. Don't let me down this time. Okay, the Constitution saving throw is oh eight. Nice, he failed. Come on now. Good, not so good. Thirteen points of radiant damage as the moonbeam scorches arms. Okay, now this time he noticed that happening, so uh, he's got a bit of a choice. So he's got you scorching him pretty heavily, but then that one in the back that just got up off the ground um, went and blasted the whole group of them but also um that you there um black also just struck the head off of his companion next to him so he is going to rush forward with a battle cry and take on you just within range so he drops his bow and pulls out a scimitar hey bow and but then as he uh comes up there he goes and swings the scimitar and then tries to bite you with his fangy mouth excellent okay the scimitar goes oh jeez. 
Would you confirm these roles for me? Uh, that would be a natural one and another natural one. Yeah, so he, uh, he apparently... Um, Snake fangs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, do, he he apparently trips on a, a log or something coming up and, and just swings wildly, and you just dance out of the way, sneering. Okay, well, so much for his attack. And then, Gray, you get to go. Okay, so I'm still hidden. Yeah. So, he got so snake eyes. I'm going to use my cunning action to dash okay. because I'm really slow. Real quick. Yeah. Just as an example, but just think you don't necessarily have to dash just yet because he's engaged with me. You'd still get sneak attack. Uh, I was thinking of like getting one of the ones in the back. But we yeah. appreciate that, yeah. but let's get one down. Okay. Just my opinion. Then I'm well, within range. If, if, if you get, how many attacks do you get? One. One. Oh, just one. With okay. sneak attack? Okay. No, you can probably take out the guy in the back. If I get up there, yeah. At the very least, he would occupy him. But yeah, you, you would get sneak attack. on, And if you roll a successful stealth roll this round, you'll get sneak attack on whichever one you, you attack. because yeah, I would get advantage. Okay, so go and do whatever you want to okay, do here. Okay, so I'm going to dash so that I can move far enough. One, two, three, four. Because I, if I didn't dash, I wouldn't right, be out of range. Well, actually, have you used your feline ability yet? I used it last time. Okay, then yes. So now I'm in range of that guy. So do you want me to make the stealth roll now? Yep, make a stealth roll to you see if he notices you. If you just shoot this guy. Uh, okay. You can still but use a stealth roll to go back. I get advantage if I hit the stealth roll. Can you do sneak attack with the ranged attack though? If if yes. you have yeah. advantage or if someone's the way the, next the way I understood is if if, he, if somebody is currently in like this is engaged within five he, feet. He um, yeah. because he's not seeing. He already has advantage. No, I don't have advantage. I just get to sure? apply sneak attack afterwards. I'm pretty sure he had advantage on it because he doesn't no. know you're there. There are, there are certain rogues that do have that, oh. but I don't know if he has that built. Which which build are you? Assassin, which that's, is yeah, which is one. only no assassin is, bef- or at this level we'll, at least we'll look it up in the break. Okay, see. see what you're gonna do. Okay. See, I'm gonna go for it. Do the stealth roll. It's a fifteen. Okay. Yes, Again. you are still hidden. Okay. And you poke and your crossbow out from between the leaves and, and shoot sword. You get to roll with advantage. Okay. So first roll is a two. Second roll is a 12. So a non-natural 20 to hit. Okay. Though that hits. Okay. So that means that I get He does 46. not even see that coming. So 12, 18 points of damage. Ouch. Okay, that hurt him. And then that's all I can really do. Can you bop back into the foliage? Actually, now that I'm... Cunning action? I already used it. But now that I'm out of hiding, can I move quickly? You've already moved. You already moved. I've moved 10, 20, 30, 40 of the 60 feet that I have because I dashed. Well, you had, you had to go half speed, though. Cause yeah, you were, that's yeah. why I said okay. 40. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you could move 20 so feet could... if you want to break cover. Oh, I haven't? You, okay, then. I'll stay still. hidden. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was... So he will have to do a perception check to see if he All notices right. you. Now that he got struck from that side, he knows that somebody's over there. Mm. He could still see you. Okay. And that brings up Red, who now has quite the puzzle to figure out because her companion is taking on the uh, guy who's casting moonbeams and striking people's heads off, but yet there's still that person on the got up off the ground that's you know firing and flame balls at everybody so she's actually going to arc a couple of arrows at you misty because Rude. because you just blew everyone to bits there 
and gets a 19 and a 14. Did they both hit? The 19 hits. 19 hits, okay. And that does three points of piercing damage as it just um, barely strikes you, but 10 points, 10 points of poison damage. And I am dead again. Okay, and you go down there. Like whack-a-mole. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm back. But you. <laughs> okay. And then, Jade, you get to go. So I stand up. Okay. okay. And it is like whack-a-mole. All of a sudden, <laughs> here comes the next mole. And then I'm going to try to shoot red. 25. Yes. Do you have anything else you can ladle in there? Any other spells? Oh, yeah. Well, has it been a minute yet? No. No. Why? Okay, then. It's just the third round. No, no. Oh, wouldn't Thorn still be up? No, no. It gets used. Oh. Had you missed the last round, yeah. it'd still be going. But because you so you can you can gone. you can miss oh. for ten rounds and hit on that last round. Yeah. Okay. Uh, honestly, just sink sink the first one and you roll your <laughs> yeah, yeah. colossal slay and all that and see if he's still standing and then you can figure mm-hmm. out if you want to use spell after that. Sixteen, nope, uh, seventeen points of damage. Okay, to that hurt. Uh, Twenty, still standing though. And then I'm going to use Hail of Thorns again, and try to shoot her again. Okay. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Can I have that die? Because it's rolling way better than mine are. <laughs> Where did you get that die from, anyway? Um. <laughs> For those who are wondering, she pointed at one of the players. <laughs> May the court uh, recognize that the defendant has pointed to Matthew in the corner. <laughs> Didn't roll that well for him, though. Actually, it did. I was nice. Yeah. Uh, ten points of damage. Okay, and she is obviously, obviously uh, oh, hurt. Wait. She gets she a has... saving throw, doesn't she? Yeah. Oh. And her, oh, her saving throw is, is a four, so that no, she did yeah, not okay. save, so she takes the additional damage or no, is, takes all that? Okay. Take all that? Okay, yeah, so she is heavily, heavily damaged. And then Sword gets to go, and he's going to do a perception check to see if he can find you over there, and gets a 13. So he does not see you over there, Gray. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is confused as to where this bolt came out of, out of nowhere. Um, but he is going to shoot a couple of arrows there at Black, because he's right in front of everybody. Looking stylish. Yeah. Forgot to mention that. And gets a 18 and a 13. Did either of those hit? The 18 hits. Okay. And you take 8 points of damage from piercing and 11 points of damage from the poison. Ouch. So 19 points total. Yeah, he got you pretty good. Okay. And black is our bow is already out. So moon, you get to go. What are you going to do? I'm going to walk over. And cure wounds on our fallen uh, comrade there. You're down again? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> she got up, got hit so by the Getting up, doing damage, and dying. Sort of like a green blanket appears over the body and then sinks into it. And then you get nine points of damage. Nine, nine points of damage? <laughs> <laughs> wrong, Inflict wrong wounds! And in the other Silly game, you have a thing in reverse. Here. I'm the cleric. Yeah. All right, and that is me. my bonus action. Uh, my spiritual weapon can get advantage, right? It, if I attack, it, can, it can't. But it, you can move it four squares. Well, I was gonna have it wipe the. I'm gonna move. I can get within the range of arms, right? No, uh, that's uh, sword. Uh, yeah, you could. 
Arms is here. Yeah, sword, I'm gonna red. go for yeah. I'm gonna go for arms, the one in front of you, because it took lots of damage. Okay. okay, and then I'm gonna roll the hit. And what's actually, that's my... a good question. Does it? No, it wouldn't get advantage because you. I didn't think so. Yeah, because it's it's not you, yeah. right? And you're right, you're right. not able to see from its perspective. Twenty-three. That will hit anyways. So that is one d eight. And five. Okay. Plus wisdom, seven. Okay. So once again, these guys are all looking pretty, pretty beat up, must say. And we go to the top of the order and black. Okay. Um, bonus action. I will move the moonbeam to... Which one got heavily scorched? Um, arms, or sword did, sword excuse did. me. So two swords. Mm-hmm. Um, very thin pale light over here now. I will now make a melee attack versus gloves, hands. Uh, that will be a 17. 17 hits. Oh, thank Lord. Uh, thank gosh I have that great weapon fighter. Uh, let me roll my ones. 7 plus 4, 11. 11 to arms? Yep. Okay, he looks like he's just barely hanging on. Okay, second attack. 24. Okay, that hits. You're only twos. <laughs> uh, ten points of slashing damage. Okay, and once again, you st- strike the head off of him there. And down he goes. Okay. Yay! Okay, and then... Oh, he was top of the uh, initiative oh, order for them, I'm too. sorry, Mr. DM, real quick. Mm-hmm. I didn't do this. Um, you hit me for 19. I need to roll a concentration check on that moonbeam. Okay. So, t- to be fair... Um, that's a constitution roll. 19, half is 9, so 10. Okay. Higher than the 7, please. 5 and 3 is 8. Moonbeam fades. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, the moonbeam fades. Wait, good. Thank you for pointing that out. Do you have the uh, circle of <coughs> plus 2? Or is that Oh, I do. But that's that's not saving. Oh, it, is it? It is concentration check is not a saving throw, is it? It's a constitution saving throw. No, it's, it's, it? no, it's a constitution check. It's not so a saving you're, throw. The, the check, the yeah, you're not saving against an, yeah. a bad thing happening. Anyway, moving face. Okay. Okay. And so then, Misty, uh, you wake up on the ground again. Yay! <laughs> Where am I? This, 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 is, this is like your college days. <laughs> you know, Jesse, this it's is fun. a recurring event for any of your characters, you know. All right. Um, so I'm going to get back up. Yeah. And, oh, sorry. <laughs> you, you drop kicked me like five feet. Um, so are they, is everyone way, looking so. pretty much pr- pretty dead? Uh, the two remaining ones are looking pretty bad back there. Oh, they, right. they, uh, um, they've been scorched and hacked and moonbeamed. It is a constitution saving throw. Okay, so it would be plus two. That would have been ten, so the moonbeam's still on. Okay. Okay. Um, we're we're going to do uh, magic missile again, I think, as a, as a third level spell. Okay. I'm just gonna. She can do the Tommy gun thing. <laughs> so we're gonna do. It, who's looking more, more, more They're better? Both about just equally. About as bad. equally. Okay, so we'll do uh, three on sword just because it's been fun to beat him up, and then the other two on uh, red. So sword gets two, three, four, five, eight. 12 points damage. Okay. And then... Looks like he's barely standing at this point. Red gets... Uh, I can do math. Eight points of damage. Okay. And once again, she looks like she's barely standing. All right. So pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, 
pretty bad. And then Gray, you get to go. Okay, so um, I guess I can just shoot sword again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still have advantage. Do I need to make another stealth check? Uh, nope. Okay. He did not find you last time, so we're gonna say you are hidden. So that gray fur mat, it comes in handy. Yeah. So first roll is a natural twenty. Ooh. Oh yeah, <laughs> you get him. So, Mr. DM, because we don't have a rogue in our other group, when yeah, um, can I get backstab damage? Does that get doubled as three d six? Doubled as well, or how does mm, that work? Let's check it at the break. Okay. Uh, can I get some more d six? Oh uh, yeah. How many? Oh, uh, one more than that. One more than that. Oh, okay. Okay, ten. Um, eighteen, nineteen plus five, twenty-six points of damage. Okay, and you basically just plug him right between the eyes, and down he goes. Bonk. Well done, young man. Okay, and then red gets to go, and, and I can actually just move a few more closer to. Okay, just and in case it lasts that long. Red gets to go, and she sees which way the wind is blowing here, and basically just uh, disengages and takes off into the foliage. Coward! I, I use my sentinel. <laughs> <laughs> they can't run away from me. Okay, <laughs> and can we try to shoot her? Nope, she disengaged. So she basically just yeah. dove off into the uh, foliage, and you can hear the rustling of the of dove the or slithered. Yes, and actually, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and actually, you see as she dives, she transforms into a giant snake and just right off into the, into the underbrush. Can we, can we go after her? You could, but it's likely you would not find her. It's like finding a snake in a forest. And that's where we're going to stop today. Okay, well, obviously everybody here was using characters they're not used to using, and you could tell everyone was stumbling over the various parts of their character that they weren't really familiar with, or even the part of the class they weren't really familiar with. But then again, that was the idea of doing this second set of characters to give the players a character to get them out of their comfort zone. A little different, a little unusual, different than what they've uh, been doing before. And um, that being said, we're going to see these kitties a lot more. The players actually have asked for the tabaxi to show up a little more. So we're going to have a second quest line here and it should be interesting. But our poor kittens have uh, only gotten their way down to the delta, haven't even made it up the hills and have already gotten pretty well banged up here. So we'll see uh, what treasures and perils are in store for them in the future. Should be pretty interesting. So stay tuned and we'll see what happens with our feline friends. Hopefully they'll have nine lives. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.